0: Fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary.
1: My name's Harry. I'm Mark. Hello.
2: (laughs) My name is Matt.
0: (laughs) Her name's Maria. (laughs) And I'm Jordan. (laughs) Welcome to the (laughs) Jig Mount Table. Welcome to another month, another roundtable at the Big Blue Box. As you can see, we have people not paying attention, or technical gremlins, or take your pick. Take your pick, but the bottom line is we're all here. We're all here to do the Gene roundtable. So I hope you're keeping well, Doctor Who Big Blue Box listener. I hope you are doing something Doctor Who related, whether that is going back and watching some of the old stuff, Listening to some Doctor Who soundtracks, reading a book, reading an old Target book, listening to some Big Finish, whatever you are doing, we all hope that you are keeping very well and safe and doing something Doctor Who related. This month on the June Roundtable, we are going to be talking about stuff that we would like to see in Doctor Who in the future, but not the standard. Oh, I think they should make an episode where this happens and that happens. Let's do something different where let's talk about extended media. So let's do the whole, um, you know, wouldn't it be cool if these characters and this storyline was in a video game or a book or something else? Trading card game, whatever it might be. So these guys are going to give us their thoughts and their cool ideas because, as you all know, these guys are the brains of the outfit, I must admit. Every time, every time, every time we do these roundtables and we have a theme, no matter what it is, these guys uh, always bring the goods. So I'm looking forward to seeing or hearing, should I say, what you guys have got for these ideas. In uh, uh, Before we get on that, though, before I uh, do the uh, quick roundtable and just make sure you guys are all good, make sure you are following or subscribing to this podcast in whatever podcast app you prefer. Uh, you can find us on all the directories or just go over to Big at bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to these over there as well for free. And you can check out all of the reviews and articles from this lot over on the website as well. So go and do that. So first up, who was first to join? Who was punctual? Harry, how you doing, buddy? How's life treating you at the minute?
1: Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you, Gary. I'm all right. Um, <laughs> in terms of uh, Doctor Who related stuff, um, I have very nearly finished season three uh in the huge Doctor Who marathon I'm I've literally just got the last part of the war machines to watch. Uh the reason why that's been so slow that marathon is uh something which I'll go into detail about in the article I'm going to write just to just to plug that. Uh but <laughs> um yeah uh war machines really good savages I was so surprised by that like I've never seen that one before and I loved it. I thought it was so clever and um Yeah, it was, I think, actually my favourite Missing episode so far. Um, So, yeah, that's been interesting. Uh, And uh, I went to a convention. I went to MCON in Nottingham. I met some uh, cool Doctor Who people. I met Mandip Gill, um, Paul McGann, Arthur Darville, Julian Glover, uh, who was in Crusade and City of Death. um, And uh, that was really fun as well and I also bought a bunch of figures as well including this sensorite right here obviously this is a uh, <laughs> podcast so uh, people can't see this but he's still got his goofy looking circular feet which i absolutely adore um so um yeah a lot of doctor who stuff going on right now gary which is always good
0: yeah i was gonna say i thought you were just yeah. gonna say oh, I've read a read a bit of a book and watch
1: the odd episode you know nice
0: one dude you've been busy (laughs) with doctor who very cool mr mark how are you buddy you've been busy of late i've seen all your twitter's just full all the time at the minute oh Oh. is it gotta do this article gotta do this thing gotta go to this event oh sure
3: i i haven't been to many events um although i'm gonna see janet fielding uh on saturday um she's doing a kind of afternoon tea in this sort of very um, eccentric hotel in Margate. So that should be a real laugh. My friend Robert is doing the Q&A. So, yeah, nice. I think that's going to be a very lovely afternoon. Um, but aside from that, I, I built I built my Lego TARDIS. I finally got one of those after, Aww. like, how long has that been in the shops? Like 20 <laughs> years or 10 years or something like that? Um, and I've been playing Lego Dimensions because I wanted that for years. And then I finally thought so, you know what it's cheap mm-hmm. now on ebay you can get little little packs and stuff so i've been playing the doctor who lego game which hands down it's the best doctor who video game of all time because you can put john Pertwee in the batmobile
0: what's not go. to love yeah
3: what's what's not to like about that that's perfect
0: yeah with the lego dimensions game it's one of the levels. you know when you play as hartnell or something are the levels mm. black and white is I thing? don't know,
3: the levels aren't, but the TARDIS is. All so when time, you go into right. the TARDIS, it's in black and white oh, and it plays the old music. So good. And obviously if you die, you just come back as the
0: next Doctor. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's good fun. Logic checks out. Very cool. Nice one. Yeah. Nice one. Uh, Mr. Matt, how are you, dude?
2: I'm very well, thank you, Gary. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I've, uh, Doctor Who related-wise, I've... Uh, just put out a new article um, for the continuation of Sarah Jane adventures uh, beyond Bannerman road. That's uh, we see Rani and Clyde uh, joined back together and fighting the good fight basically in in new and mysterious ways and see how they're doing, um, you know, sort of 12 years on. And uh, I absolutely loved it from start to finish. And, yeah, I, I, w- I would really recommend to anybody that ever liked Sarah Jane Adventures to go and listen to that one straight away. It's I couldn't say anything bad about it. It was fantastic. Um, apart from that, really, I've had a bit bit of a quiet old time with with Who recently. I, I've chatted to uh, some nice people on on our Discord server uh, yesterday. They were really cool, cool bunch of peeps on there. Um, cool bunch. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that's about it, really. Just I'm currently on holiday, enjoying life, so I'm I'm, I'm just happy.
0: A happy Matt is a good Matt. So yeah, Matt's on vacay at the minute. So yeah, can't expect him to uh, to lug his Doctor Who collection around and do all that. That's uh, unreasonable to expect him to do that. So very good, very good, Maria. Um, who's in the middle of nowhere in a huge Wi-Fi black spot currently.
4: <laughs> as long as this works. Uh, Yeah, ain't that the truth? Yeah. How's things,
0: Maria?
4: They're good at the moment. Not bad. I was off last week, so it was my birthday, and I made a decision a long time ago that I'm never going to work on my birthday. So I had the whole week off, so I had a good time. And because the weather was fantastic last week, um, you know, it was a real opportunity to get out and about. Um, I'm going to give a shout out for something that's not Doctor Who related, but I absolutely loved it. I went to see the Tina Turner musical Uh, Is playing at the Aldwych Theatre and it was fantastic.
0: That would be that Wi-Fi spot that we were talking about moments ago. Maria will be back on. Uh, If you've not listened to the roundtable before, this is par for the course. So buckle in for this kind of thing happening. We have some reliable ones, you know, We have some other ones and then we have some people that live literally the most rural, you know, areas where internet and and Wi-Fi is just, it's just a myth, it seems, and just doesn't work. So,
3: I I was trying to come up with a Tina Turner based pun for (laughs) Maria's internet problems, but all I've got is... Not push
0: data limits, which oh, doesn't really work. Nah. But well, that's yeah, that's reasonable.
1: I'd come up with one, but it's it simply, simply wouldn't best. be the best. Oh, Jordan.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I was sat there then trying to think Good about
1: Lord. that. One. Good
5: Lord. Good
0: <laughs> oh, Lord. Here she comes. She's coming back. Where is she? I, I think I can hear Marie. I can't see her. Anyway, uh, Jordan, how have you been, dude?
5: I've been all right, Gary. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I've been, obviously, I've been listening to a fair bit of Big Finish. Um, For a change. What was the last one I listened to? Oh, I listened to the new Fourth Doctor box set with Tom Baker, Leela and Nerys Hughes' Margaret. That was pretty good. Um, But I've not really watched much Doctor Who. I think the only thing I've watched recently that had... Somebody in it from Doctor Who was uh, last night in Soho, which had Matt Smith in it. Um, okay. and I wasn't expecting to enjoy it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But yeah, I, so I've been a bit quiet on the Doctor Who front for me. But
0: well, happens to all of us, mate. <laughs> happens to all of us, unless you're Harry, of course, <laughs> and uh, and you end up just doing everything in a short space of time. Yeah, it's funny, the last of the first couple of round tables like, Harry, how are you doing, buddy? Anything Doctor Who related? Uh, yeah, just watched a thing, bit of an episode, and that's all I've done, really. I might kick off a marathon, I might not, I'm not sure. And now he's just like, yeah, I've done this thing and this thing, and I've been here. So that's amazing, very cool. We've lost Jordan as well, so it's, uh, it's a good one, it's a good one. Right, we are going to crack straight on with this, because it's now half past the hour, and uh, we're running past hour schedule as you can probably guess that's the case already and as I said the theme is let's talk about some stories or scenarios where um, characters or situations or whatever it is from Doctor Who uh, we would like to see appear in some extended media and extended media could be anything it could be comic books could be video games it could be live in person, stage events—it could be literally anything. Anything these guys want. So, who wants to go first? Um, let's go to Mark. Uh, Mark, dude, have you had any thoughts on this, bud? Any, any, um, any storylines that you've dreamt up while you've been having a shower or a walk, <laughs> or you know, anything like that? And you thought, you know what, that'd be banging as a insert media here. Sure.
3: Um. So I, I think that the main problem at the moment with Doctor Who spin-offs, and th- all Doctor Who spinoffs, they always try and be like, it's just Doctor Who, but with some kids in it, Sarah Jane Adventures, or it's just Doctor Who with all sex and stuff in it, like Torchwood. Um, so I think like, I, I, but Doctor Who is such a rich thing. It can go into the past, go into the future. It can be anywhere. So it always seems a bit limiting to kind of stick it, to the kind of contemporary Earth, John Pertwee model, but without the TARDIS and without the Doctor. So I think, like, focusing on, like, I've had this idea for a very long time, focusing on a character like Sabalon Glitz, I think, would be amazing. Because you could do, like, just like a space adventure series with a slightly scuzzy, you know, dodgy character as your lead. And it would be the complete antithesis of Doctor Who but it would have all the trappings of Doctor Who so you could have him bumping into some of the other kind of nefarious sort of villains in Doctor Who, like Cell or or people like that. Because I kind of I pitched this ages ago in a Screen Rant article about sort of, I think it was when we first started to kind of hear inklings of sort of Disney plus Doctor Who. And I was like, well, Sabalom Glitz, do the Mandalorian, but Doctor Who, that'd be good. Um with Danny Dyer as Savalum Glitch. That's my, <laughs> that's my casting choice. Now that we've got Bonnie Langford back as Mel, I think we're, we're close to this coming true. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm waiting for the call from Russell.
0: <laughs> okay, so I, I think I'm on board with that, dude. That does sound pretty cool. So if it's... um. Are we thinking just like a spin-off TV series here? Are we thinking? Yeah, that, yeah? just like
3: a like a like a proper TV series, you know, no. uh, like a, maybe like a six episodes, you know, kind of okay. mini series kind of thing. Um, like they did, think with, that'd be
0: good. Um, with Obi One Kenobi, you not know, the Kenobi show.
3: Yeah, and then just see where it right. goes. If it does well, then you commission a second series. Because the thing is with like characters like that um, that have only been in Doctor Who once or twice but left an impression. There's so many places you can kind of go with them. Whereas I think we always fixate on like characters like River Song whose mm-hmm. timeline kind of is hermetically sealed regardless of what Big Finish kind of try and try and do with it. Um so yeah, I think that's that's surely the way to go as you pick characters that and I, and I do think that's maybe why Russell's brought back Bonnie Langford is that she is a companion who let's face it didn't have much of a story in mm. in her kind of first time round. So I said, like, well, let's take her and just give her what she should have had in the 1980s. Um, and my other pitch is a sitcom based on The Fivus Doctors where it's just Peter Davison, Colin Baker, and Sylvester McCoy getting into scrapes. <laughs> into scrap. uh, I have set up a Twitter account for that one that tweets plot lines if it's, uh, yeah, you can find it. You haven't. I have. have yeah, hang on. I'll give you one right now. Okay.
0: Although, I'll give I, you one. Yes. And then another two if you need them. Go on.
3: Eight. Uh All right, so what about this? What about this? I made a cost-cutting drive a Big Finish. Pete, Colin and Sylvester each grow suspicious of their experiences of John Culshaw's erratic driving in the Big Finish car park.
0: <laughs> Comedy gold. Comedy gold. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Not set up a Twitter. What's the Twitter called, please?
3: It is. Uh, it's, I think it's. I think I just set it up as. Yeah, it's just at five. So the number five-ish doctors, and it's basically what if Kirby enthusiasm, but with Doctor Who
0: actors. Oh mate, I've got it here. I've got it here. I think plots from the unmade five-ish Doctor's sitcom. Yeah. Work permitting, of course. Of course. Yeah. Dude, that think that deserves a follow. Here we go. There we go. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, yes. um yeah, that second one sounds um like quite whimsical and quite uh cool, but I, I am I'm am into that first one though. I must admit because you do make a good point. I think a lot of times when uh I'm no expert of course. I don't write for for TV or anything, but it does seem like whenever TV writers or producers whoever are looking at spin-offs it's typically you either get a character that's already well-established and we kind of know a lot about them anyway. We're just doing a little bit more just on this other thing over here, this spin-off. And or it's set in the same location as the regular show, Um, which sometimes is unavoidable, I think, Um, you know, with the whole um, The Walking Dead spin-off or the Game of Thrones spin-offs. You kind of have to set those in that similar arena, I guess, for the most part. Um, But yeah, that's a great one, dude it's a great one thanks very much very good thumbs up um okay uh who's gonna go next let's go to maria before she um she vanishes
4: <laughs> before i disappear again <laughs> i was in mid-flow and every time i i'm in mid-flow i just disappear don't i um tina turner sounds good so, though yeah yep. no i i for anyone that loves that music, um, it was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> um, so so thinking about it, um, uh, I think my my thinking on it is obviously if you're going to have things like extended universe stuff, media stuff, um, I think you need really strong characters. So, um, it's got to be somebody that is recognisable obviously to Doctor Who fans, um, somebody that we would, you know, really enjoy watching. I mean, I, I, I was kind of thinking it, w- it would be um, really cool to maybe have, um, you know, maybe have a, a series, because one of the things that frustrates frustrates me about doctor who sometimes is you know the doctor goes to a location you never kind of see beyond that location you don't get a sense of a kind of larger world so or a larger universe um that's one of the things that frustrates me a little bit um because we don't get to see that wider universe so i actually really like the idea of this um you know, extended media. And I think you could have you could have characters that we've seen, like for instance, um, Orsini and Bostock from Revelation of the Daleks, because I always liked their kind of double act together. And they would be kind mm-hmm. of, a, much like Mark was saying about um, Sabalon Glitz, you, you need somebody that's going to kind of have that kind of dry sense of humour that's going to kind of take you different places, but isn't sort of directly connected to the doctor but um, is a is aware of is aware of him um, and obviously you know has met him so maybe, maybe something like a comic strip maybe with those characters or maybe just a spin-off would be quite nice um, hmm. obviously somebody like ace um, who I think we've spoken about before and kind of you know ace is quite a strong character as well she's some she's somebody that I think would work in you know different different uh different types of things so she could she could work in a spin off she could work in a even a video game possibly um and a comic strip you know she's got she's could the thing is sometimes with these characters you don't know what's happened to them after the doctors kind of left them behind so um in that respect um you know she would be somebody that would be quite interesting um Aside from that, uh, I mean, I'm not somebody that kind of, um, you know, go does does actually buy a lot of the merchandise and buy a lot of this stuff. But um, I think it would still be interesting to, you know, to see them, you know, to see that to see those characters. Yeah. I mean, that was what I kind of thought of. Um, I mean, I I can't really think of anyone else really. Maybe maybe see what see what some of the um, classic. Um, you know classic series um, companions are doing I mean I don't know whether um, anyone's interested in kind of seeing what happened with you know once the Doctor's left them all behind and kind of maybe developing a series around that I don't know
0: yeah that's a good shout that's a good shout Um, I I like the idea that um, um, going to a a planet or a world where an adventure has happened with the Doctor Mm. and whatever companion and they've interacted with somebody or a group of people, then you don't really see them again. I think the first one that comes to my mind is, and there's probably loads, but the first one is the, um, it was a 10th a, a Doctor and Donna story where they, I think it's called Planet of the Ood. Yeah. Is that the, yeah. So there's, you know, that whole collection of Ood and there's, um, and you find out there's a little bit of law building there. You find out a little bit about why, um, you have like their brain in their hand versus, you know, the light that they carry and, you know, some of their um, sort of history a little bit, but that's kind of it. And, you know, we get anu pop up um, just literally just once or twice, maybe uh, a bit later on after that, but you don't really see what goes on on that planet once the doctor's left and once 10's regenerated and, you know, so yeah, I, I completely see that and some of the classic stuff as well. And um, do you know what? Ace is a real, is a real funny one because it felt like there was a time a couple of years ago when she was destined. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but you really felt like she was going to have a spin off of some sort because they brought her back for the trailer for the seventh doctor Blu-ray and she was running her own right. agency. And the trailer that they put together for that was really, really well done. And you could, you could just picture, um, Ace doing her thing in modern day, you know, modern day adventures a little bit like a kind of Sarah Janey kind of thing. And then there was the book that came out for her and some other bits. And you thought, Mm. right, they, it feels like they're building up to Ace doing something, but alas, it didn't happen. But yes, Ace is a, is a good example where, where Mark mentioned that, um, not necessarily visiting or using characters that you've seen a lot, but you know, like some obscure character from, you know, from whenever. Um, so I guess Ace doesn't fall into that, but, she is an interesting one in that she. I think she's her character still got some legs, a bit like think, Bonnie Langford, I, think, I guess. But you know.
4: Yeah, I think I think with Ace, what it is is, I mean, she hasn't. You know, like some of the other characters, like um, Joe, for instance, she's got a family, and you know, you've seen her grandson in um, Sarah Jane Adventures. But because it's not because it's not that same person, maybe that you know, because we're seeing extended family. Uh, it's, it's a, it doesn't feel the same when you're watching them, if that kind of makes sense. It's a bit mm-hmm. like um, the daughter of um, the Brigadier. I mean, as lovely as that character is, I, d- I don't get a sense of the, her connection to her father. Only occasionally has that happened, you know, where they've obviously, um, you know, sh- shoehorned something in about her and her father. I mean, it would have been more powerful if they'd met, of, or if we'd seen them together. Maybe originally and the, and then she came into the series later on, and it just it just I, I prefer it when it's somebody that we've already seen, um, and I think with Ace because she hasn't got any ties, she hasn't got family, you know she's run she's she's quite an independent kind of character, I think she can go in so many different ways if that kind of makes sense, whereas with other characters, maybe they're tied down a little bit more um and i don't know that that's the way i kind of feel about it like you said i think she's got legs and there Mm -hmm. are some characters that don't um you know it'll be really interesting to see what they do with mel when she comes back and
0: Mm -hmm.
3: you
4: know what has that gap been what has she done in that gap that that from the last time
0: yeah of course yeah that'll be good okay maria nice one yeah i do like um again i like the idea of visiting um uh other places and people that have only had a, a brief moment of screen time uh, and, uh, and diving into that stuff a little bit more. Okay. Matt, if you're up for it, dude, what's your, um, what's your take on this? What, what's, your, what's rattling around in that big old brain of yours?
2: <laughs> I would say I'm, I'm mainly going to focus on uh, non, non sort of TV show uh, items however um the one that did come to me uh paul mcgill now wouldn't that be amazing i mean it's there's so much you could do he's still he's still got it he still looks the part i mean you, you saw that in the power of the doctor he he's absolutely you know still the doctor um I would love to see him on screen. I think he deserves it. We deserve it, and uh, that everybody that I've ever spoken to about it would loves would love to see him back on our screen. Um, you know, uh, yes, he's done absolutely fantastic work with Big Finish over the years, um, but uh, I, I know you know. Li- listening to a convention recently. Um, It was actually a Christopher Eccleston convention uh, panel and um, there was lots of people saying, oh, I've never heard of Big Finish until today. And, you know, it just makes me a bit sad that people aren't... uh, They might not necessarily have heard of that and they're missing out on so much where if you were to introduce uh, McGann into a new series perhaps, then I think he would get the recognition he deserves a lot more um, hmm. and I'd, I'd just love to see any more of McGann on screen that I could really um, but aside from that I I would absolutely love to see uh, Battles in Time the trading card game back nice. in, in the shelves I absolutely adored that as a child uh, you know it was when, of a time when everybody in the playground was talking Doctor Who, you know, we, are you going to watch it this Saturday sort of thing? And it was it was everywhere. And, the you know, one of the pinnacles of the day was to go over to the news agents after school, uh, you know, with your pocket money and buy a couple of these Battles in Times packets and trade them with your mates and have a grand old time. And I I, I think merchandise as a whole has been somewhat lacking in, you know, I don't want to put a damper on it but, but in Jodie's run um, mm-hmm. in merchandise let's be honest was a bit thin on the ground I'd love to see more variants of different types of merchandise coming through to um, Shooty's run and RTD's new era as a whole I think it, it, it would to see it all on the shelves I think it will pull a lot more especially kids um, into the series which you know as much as we love it, it is a family show and it's predominantly based for kids. And um, Mm -hmm. I think that would be a really good way to go for it.
0: I see. Okay, so in a nutshell then, more McGann. um, Always more McGann. Not just on Big Finish, right? But, um, uh, uh, Mm. uh, so you're saying, so more McGann, because there's a a huge chunk of, of people out there that have not listened to any of his adventures on Big Finish. And so it would be great to um to just expose just some of the awesomeness of that of that doctor you know to um uh, to people that have not not into sort of audio dramas right not into big finish so that's cool definitely and then the the battles in time stuff the cards yes, definitely definitely do that because um like the popularity of trading cards and game stuff if if you've not been into them or if you've not um you're just not aware of that stuff it is it is pretty incredible how how much they those things are still around like loads of other franchises and other other bits and bobs that have their own trading card stuff load like Definitely, millions yeah. of people like that stuff it's just it kind of simmers under the radar and you don't really notice it it's not all sort of mainstream stuff but yeah dude those battles in time cards they were very cool
2: yeah I feel also they could do so much more with it than the the original run. Um, you know, you, you you take ideas from, like you say, the the other trading cards that are out there now, say uh, Pokemon or, or Magic or Yu Gi Oh or something like that. Um, they they have so many different variants of these cards that people chase for. And I, I mean, you know, there was the Super Rose back in Battles and <laughs> Time, but that was Super almost Rose. impossible to get. Yeah. Um, but now you could you could you know have the have a solid pack at I don't know the average retail price four pounds and you know everyone's going to flock to buy them. That I, I can just see it being this massive thing that it's just I can't understand why it hasn't become I think until now sort of thing. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I know that there is some special 60th Magic the Gathering Doctor Who cards coming out, but. And I was really hyped for that until I saw the price. And I think that's just the complete wrong way to go about it because only collectors are going to be buying that. So only diehard fans are going to be buying that. If you were to price it at a, 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 you know, a, a much more uh, family-orientated price and get it out in the shops instead of purely online, I think it could have such a knock-on effect with new audiences coming in.
0: Mm-hmm. That's very true, dude. I think... Um I think with the training card stuff, they, um, the, the, the appeal with the Doctor Who battles in time was, like you said, you got the magazine and then you got the card to go with. It was all good. Um, it didn't quite go the same way with the Torchwood ones. So in 2000 and something, they, uh, they did a Torchwood version. But you didn't get the magazine or any kind of uh, additional stuff. You just got the pack of cards. And that was it. And that kind of flopped, really. Nobody ever talks about the Torchwood stuff. Uh, the The trading card stuff, anyway, but there was two hundred of them. There was two two hundred and fifty cards for Torchwood, which is incredible, really, because there is not that many characters in Torchwood. But anyway, uh, it was um, it was interesting. But yeah, okay, dude, I am with you on that one. Cards and again, good, good. Okay, uh, let's go to Harry. I know, I kn- I know Harry's got a banger. I know it.
1: I actually uh, have um, four. <laughs> not very fully formed ideas which is so not fully formed that I'm going to sort of rattle through them all but before I do Matt talking about the uh, Eighth Doctor um spin-off idea uh made me think about an interaction that I had with Paul McGann at this convention that I went to I said to him uh oh I thought you were really great in uh Power of the Doctor and he and he said oh yeah the one with Jodie yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was just like yeah it, it was great to see you on on TV yeah hopefully there will be more and he, he kind of, he didn't respond to the, to that comment. And then I just sort of said, so can I have an autograph now either and possibly very likely he's heard that thousands of times. And it's kind of one of those things that he's just like, yeah, I'll just, you know, um, sort of desensitize that comment. But it kind of got me thinking is he avoiding t- commenting on that because like he's filmed something for the 60th anniversary or like maybe you know disney plus spinoffs all those stuffs? Mm. maybe maybe he has a spinoff coming i don't know i don't I, you know i just thought i'd throw that out there oh, uh, Harry, for all those Harry. all of us hoping um for more paul mcgann on tv but yeah um just just wanted to share that no. so my spinoff ideas um now, I feel like a variation of this has been done with Big Finish, um, but I would really love to see sort of a standalone master spin off on TV, akin to something like Marvel's Loki, where, you know, he's sort of like a villain anti hero type. Um, and um, it could be we just follow, um, you know, the latest iteration of the, of the master. I'd love to see Sasha Darwin's master as the centerpiece of something like that. Uh, or, they did a book, BBC Books, they did a book called I Am the Master, uh, which was an anthology of um, you know, different incarnations of the Master. They had like, their own little short stories and stuff. Something like that would be really, really cool. I'd be really on board with. Um, I'd love to see something, like maybe like an epic sort of novel uh, featuring like all of the Doctor's. So, like, kind of, like, all, all 15, however many of them there are, something in the vein of, like, Babel Colours, The Ten Doctors. Uh, like, some because, you know, you couldn't do something like that for the TV series because, uh, you know, some of them have passed away and uh, some of them look quite different. Uh, not that, you know, everyone cares about that. <laughs> uh, it certainly didn't matter in Power of the Doctor. But... Um, I feel like a grand epic multi-doctor story sort of in novel format where we can imagine like all of these, doc- these doctors coming together in like an infinity war end game type crossover of some kind for an anniversary, um, would be really, really cool. I really like to, uh, read that. Um, I know that sort of the multi-doctor, uh, story is kind of becoming a bit of a gimmick at this point, uh, for, for a lot of fans, but, um, I'd personally just really like to see that. It's always something which I always like to imagine all the doctors kind of coming together. Uh, Even if it might be cliche at this point. Um, Another idea. um, I really like the supernatural episode. If anyone's seen supernatural, Um, the French mistake where the two main characters, Sam and Dean go into a parallel universe. Yeah. Matt's not, Matt knows what I'm talking about. Uh, Sam and Dean go into a parallel universe where Supernatural is a TV show. And then everyone, like, you know, calls them by the actor's name. They, you know, they call them Jared and Jensen. And, like, they meet Misha Collins, who's the actor who plays Castiel. And, um, you know, all sorts of funny things happen there. Like, it's a very meta episode. I'd love a very meta episode of Doctor Who where, like, the Doctor goes... Uh, into a parallel universe where Doctor Who's a TV show and he goes to a convention and you have to see the Doctor sort of like playing himself. Like, I mean, that's not really a spin-off idea as such. It's more just kind of a fun sort of uh, romp episode idea. Um, and the final thing I said was um, horror-inspired takes on classic monsters. Um, I really like the idea of kind of like R-rated, darker um representations of classic villains such as the Daleks or the Cybermen or the Weeping Angels uh, in like, and I imagine that as kind of an anthology series as well. And particularly uh, what I think would make it a lot scarier is rather than have the doctor go up against uh, these monsters, because, you know, we've seen him go against the Daleks, you know, tens of times uh, by this point, And it's, it's not exactly a novel thing, like sort of introduce new characters to um go up against these these monsters like i don't know like what if there was a uh, a weeping angel invasion in like a small village well i suppose actually that was done in chris chibnall's era but um you know maybe maybe you know what i mean like some just a kind of darker uh sort of iteration of monsters who we've kind of almost gotten used to and perhaps aren't as scared of anymore Mm -hmm. um something like that would be cool so um yeah there's my, uh, all, those are all of my ideas. <laughs> Wowzers. Okay. Well, Russell, you
0: are welcome, as always, mate. I know you listen. I know you've got the notepad out. I tell you what, if there's an R-rated Doctor Who thing that pops up on Disney Plus within the next three years, Harry, you've got, you've got, you can make a claim here, mate. You can make a claim for sure.
1: Well, you heard it here uh first folks (laughs) indeedy
0: yeah okay dude some awesome ideas there and um i love them all of course um but one thing that i thought was very cool um which kind of is very similar to an idea that i had which come on to after jordan was um the the more darker slash horror based uh stuff that goes on with doctor who because um yeah i'll go on to that in a second but yeah i I just like the idea of that because i i'm a big fan and i think a lot of people are of the creepier, spookier Doctor Who stories, where we don't want to see them all the time, but the ones that do pop up that are, that are quite creepy. They just make for very... They they break the series up nicely. It's not all, you know, happy-go-lucky, you know, Doctor Saves the Day, um, you know, one-liners and stuff like that. It, you know, it does provide a bit... A much different and needed vibe change to a series. And, uh, yeah, they are good, I think- so...
1: I think, to be honest, um, the reason why perhaps the angels were so scary to start with was because, you know, the Doctor wasn't in that episode very much. And, you know, Mm. the Doctors normally, I find, that kind of reassuring, uh, you know, that constant figure that's always there. He's always going to save the day. uh, And, um, you know, without him there, uh, like that perhaps made the angels scarier. So having that be like the... uh, the the concept the framing device if you will uh for a spin-off uh you know might be quite something um so yes mm. copyright uh, i'm going to copyright that idea yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, very good very nice okay nice one dude some i need had a couple of bangers in there I? I knew they were knocking around in that head of yours very nice and uh, lastly jordan let's uh let's get your take on this stuff dude what you what you
5: saying? <laughs> Um well, I love I love the idea of doing sort of horror episodes. Um, so long as we don't go down the route of Zygon, when being you just isn't enough, we'll be. <laughs> I know I know Mark knows what I'm talking about. Those of you who know, no. But so long as we don't go down that route, <laughs> we will be just fine. Um, but no, I really I, I like the idea of sort of horror versions. Um, Otherwise, I think I, if we're sort of talking about like Disney Plus things, I've always, I've always thought a good idea would be um, something like, what were other companions doing during the Stolen Earth and Journey's End? Because you think you think you know you've got presumably Mel's on Earth by that point, Joe's on Earth by that point. Um, you know, you've got loads of companions on Earth, what are they thinking when all of a sudden the Daleks have stolen the Earth and they've turned up and they're, you know, sort of killing people and exterminating people, you know, what are they doing? Um, so I've sort of very often thought maybe you could do, maybe Big Finish will do it, I don't know, but sort of like one episode would be a different companion or a different character who have met the Daleks before and then all of a sudden, you know, they've they've turned up um so that that could possibly be a good idea
0: Indeed, yes mm. okay and in what kind of media would this happen would this be um,
5: a- I, you, well you could probably do it on i mean you could probably do it sort of anyway you could probably do mm. it on the on television um i think i would prefer it on television okay um you could do it. You mean you could do a big finish, um, or you could do it as a book. You could do a collection of short stories as a book. I think that would possible. That could be quite interesting. That could work. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I very often wondered. You know what? What would they have been thinking? All of a sudden, all these Starliks suddenly mm-hmm. turn up. The Earth has vanished. <laughs> maybe maybe Davros has made like a almost like a sort of Suicide Squad sort of. Daleks that are specifically designed to go out after friends and allies and things and Mm -hmm. the doctor to sort of maybe maybe he knows that ultimately the doctor will stop him so if he tries to take away as many of his friends as he possibly can Mm -hmm. nice you know that could that could possibly work
0: okay okay I like it (laughs) <laughs> very cool okay yeah i like the um talking of um you mentioned it could be anything um what are your guys thoughts on doing this because we've um we've spoken about sort of your ideas around yeah we could do this and it would you feel like it would work well as a as a tv spin-off or it could be you know a book or a comic strip whatever it might be um star wars tries this from time to time where they'll 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 be a disney plus um uh run and then alongside that there'll be Uh, a comic book that supports that and then there'll be like an audio book um and then there'll eventually be a novel and stuff like that like this connected tissue and i know that we've spoken a few times about this before where um where doctor who has done this multimedia um multi-platform sort of storytelling what do you guys think that 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 is a is a good way of Of managing these additional stories outside of the main tv run or should it be isolated to just a like the doomsday stuff that we've got coming up which we know is going to be a couple of books and a comic strip and uh, i think a big finish thing or whatever it might be do you guys think that that stuff has potential and does work because the only downside that i see to that is it's really it's really prone to spoiler stuff if you're the sort of person that loves that stuff and you buy everything you know each part of the puzzle then that's fantastic but if you only get the book and then you don't do this other stuff and then somebody says oh i've just seen this thing on twitter it's really good you're like you know crap you know i was gonna watch that bit next week does that stuff work for you guys or would you like to see your ideas just be that one thing and just appear on on that thing if you know what i mean
3: I I don't know, like, because I did a bit of Time Lord Victorious, but I, th- I think the problem I have, and I think it, it goes back to what Matt was saying about um, trading cards and things like that. It's it can be, especially at the moment, for God's sake, like it can be prohibitively expensive to kind of say to people, "All right, we've got this amazing new Doctor Who story that you can only enjoy if you buy a video game, a book, a comics." like a sort of couple of comics every week, um, you know, all this kind of stuff. I, I just, and I think actually because it's the BBC, I think they're slightly hamstrung with that because because they're a public service broadcaster. I know it's the the corporate arm that, that deals with it. I think they can't push it as far as Disney would with, with Star Wars. So it kind of falls between two stools in the sense that the books kind of just stand alone the comic strip kind of stands alone so you don't get that big story so it kind of feels like what's the point and what's the point of spending all that money when it doesn't really amount to some amazing story because ultimately these things never impact the main tv show mm-hmm. Like time lord victorious you know the 10th doctor met the 8th doctor the 9th doctor never heard about it, never heard about it because obviously it didn't, you know it's a past Doctor story that took place in some books and has no real bearing on the so it's it's hard to care but then I don't know, I'm a 38 year old man, maybe I am you know, <laughs> bored of it all, I don't know maybe it, maybe it really works with kids and stuff like that but I just think it's a bit it's just a bit dodgy kind of expecting people to kind of fork out loads of money to enjoy right. New Doctor Who where you could just kind of do Stuff on, on the iPlayer on Disney because, especially now they've got that kind of co production money with Sony and Disney, mm-hmm. it does mean that it's no longer just a BBC thing. And it means that obviously, whatever spin offs are produced with that Disney money don't even necessarily have to be on a channel on the BBC, mm-hmm. they just go on the iPlayer, you know, like Battlestar yeah. Galactica's on there at the moment. There's various shows that aren't actually airing on the BBC but are stored on the iPlayer, so it's just like a free streaming service essentially,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great point, and um, I know it's not a, a, a direct or a or a fair comparison, but like apples and oranges. But um, the the Marvel stuff does that very well on Disney Plus, where alongside the main shows or the movies that are on are on there, they also do these other little things like the um, the What If series, where that's a separate run, but it sits right alongside all the other Marvel TV shows that you would go and so you almost bump into it even when you're looking for the main shows on there. Whereas on iPlayer, you don't really get that. You have the the modern Doctor Who run and and because of contracts and everything, and that's pretty much it. I don't think there's anything else. Is Class on there? Is class might be on there? Or is that BritBox? I can't remember. But I know that Sarah Jane's on BritBox, Doctor Who's on iPlayer. Yeah. You know, I don't know where Class is. It's, it's I one think of Sarah
3: Jane's back on iPlayer now. Okay, um, right. if I remember rightly, because there was a thing in the magazine a few months back where Russell T was talking about it. And he had to sort of slightly re-edit one episode or something. So, And uh, I think his yeah. plan is to get it all back up on the iPlayer. So you're going to have classic Doctor Who on the iPlayer and, and things like that for the 60th, which is great. And mm. I, And I think, and it speaks to, I think, his vision for it, which is that, When he first brought it back, it was like, oh, for God's sake, don't mention the past. I want to try and get like a new Mm -hmm. audience. Mm -hmm. Now I think he's approaching it as this kind of massive, overarching six decades long story that you can just pick up wherever you like.
0: Which seems, which makes sense, I guess, when you look at it as the, because a lot of people in the past have said, when you look at the bigger picture of Doctor Who, but when they say that, they just mean classic Who. They just mean like some stories from Classic Who, and like the newer stuff. Um, but yeah, when you do look at the entire picture, so on iPlay, if you had all of Doctor Who, all of Sarah Jane, all of K Nine and Company, you know, you know what I mean. When you have the entire thing on there, <laughs> Harry's like K <"K-9> Nine and Company. <laughs> it's um, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean, dude. And I'm a, I'm at the same the same opinion in that it's a lot to expect somebody to pick up various pieces of media to follow one story because all it does is just there's a lot of people that are not even on board at the beginning because they are just you've decided before they've even come out well I'm not going to get all that I can't be asked of all that you know and then you have the other people that are kind of on the fence and they'll pick up the first thing whatever that ends up being whether it's the the big finished story or the book or the comic you'll get that first bit and then you sort of tail off before it's finished and then you have this little collection of people who are the diehards and you know, they'll just get everything. So, uh, yeah, in terms of spin-off stuff, especially like this Doomsday thing, I can't... Yeah. I can't imagine it's going to set the world on fire. But at the same time, you know, who knows? Um, okay, if there are no further thoughts from anyone on that stuff, um, I'll very, very quickly give you my my idea on this stuff. I've got very two small, rubbishy ideas. The first one is um uh a lot of you guys have spoken about um tv um tv uh spin-offs or stuff that you would like to appear on tv i'm going to go down the video game route for a second because um it was it was quite um uh poignant that you made, you mentioned the lego game market earlier on about the dimensions in time stuff i don't think we've had no like in anywhere near the amount of good quality doctor who video games the most that we've had, and I've started thinking about this the other day as well when Matt mentioned the um, the Grask uh, video game. What was it the um, the Attack of the Grask? You know, that sort of little um, interactive game that, that, yeah. And then the, the Lego game. The Lego game is the best we've had, but I would love to see. And the reason why I thought of it also is because I've played the heck out of um, the recent Jedi Survivor video game. And I like how, what that does is it, it's introduced another character to us which it did in the, the first game anyway but it doesn't bog itself down with too much mainstream stuff that's going on if anyone's a, a fan of star wars and knows what what happens in that that little pocket of time which is essentially you know the jedi surviving post order 66 It's like a big world event that's happening over here. And if you watch the films and all that sort of stuff, you know about all the big tentpole characters and what they're up to. But then over here, you've got this entire, literally an entire galaxy to explore and this storyline for another character that's um, tentatively sort of dips in and out of the main storyline and the main plot and everything. But it's very much its own story. But it just immediately feels like, it's in the star wars universe so a a video game around doctor who which is you know unshamedly just basically a clone of that which is you're playing as a character but not the doctor so you pick a big event that's happened across the doctor's timeline that's maybe um uh, something that's affecting the entire universe whether that's the the flux thing or whether that's you know something else um you know like the stolen earth you know that whole thing and then alongside that you're this other character and the things that you're doing kind of they don't impact on what happens with the doctor and the outcome but it influences it just very slightly so if the doctor didn't bump into this person in that adventure that stuff wouldn't happen. But the only reason he's bumped into that character is because in the game, you've made that happen. So it's like a kind of, you know, it's a a thing where you explore, you know, you've got your own version of a TARDIS, you can go off and do what you want. You know, you've got a sonic screwdriver, you're, you know, doing all this stuff. But it's leagues ahead of just, you know, press jump now to jump over the grass. Um, Or, you know, or like press this button to you know, do this thing. It's like a proper triple A big money video game that's, you know. So I would love to see that. I'd love to see a really good quality um Dr. video game. And then the other thing, um, Harry mentioned it pretty much anyway, in his ideas where I'd love to see a more adult, R rated and I don't mean that as in sort of torchwood sexy time. I mean more like um uh horror based um late night stuff that really is behind the sofa stuff where you know there's just more creepier stuff going on so but I'm just a fan of that personally the whole horror aspect of that stuff and um you know I know a lot of people who are like many times when I've spoken to uh groups of friends and other people at conventions and stuff that's come up quite a lot the um the creepier episodes and uh I'm wanting to do that so yes more video games needed and more um more less torchwood but still more adulty stuff i guess and that probably would be tv just just
2: just say that um i'll I'll, um i'll pop in a plug for uh harry's really cool article (laughs) um that delves into the video games side of doctor who um well worth a listen oh listen well worth a read um it's uh yeah it's it's really really good and um goes through from the very beginning and that i i um I think I, I agree wholeheartedly there needs to be something really good coming. come in. Um, that, that nearly there with with the things that May's Theory um, mm-hmm. have brought out. Um, but, yeah, I would go and check out Harry's article if you want to know more about video games. I will jump
1: in and say thank you very much, Matt. Uh, somebody on the Discord actually pointed out that um, there were some examples, earlier examples than... Uh, I think it was destiny uh, of the doctors that I started off with uh that I hadn't included in the article, so uh my research wasn't actually that uh as comprehensive as I thought it was but um, you missed
3: Dalek attack that was uh that was a bellow when I was a kid yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh,
1: I mean to be honest, I'm kind of showing my uh my youth <laughs> i suppose uh but um <laughs> but yeah um but yes um I would recommend going on like a sort of uh like Doctor Who wiki uh hunt, as well as uh reading my article. And also Matt did a really good article uh on um the lonely assassins. So um make sure you check that out as well. Let's just plug each, each other's art- Aww, articles, guys. You well, guys.
0: Well. <laughs> uh yeah, so um Matt's uh, article. Adventures through space and time, Doctor Who in video games. I'll link to that in the show notes. And also Matt's article, which I think was a wee bit just before that, I think. Um, I will link to, to Matt's uh, article as well. Uh, in fact, uh, let me just do that. Sorry. As you were, as you were, listener, this while I get this, otherwise I'll, I'll forget and, and never do it. Um, more All articles by Matt. Uh, where are we? Here we go. Doctor Who, The Lonely Assassin's Game Review. Uh, I've got it. Yeah. So I'll put a link to both of those in the show notes. Uh, so go and check those out. Some very cool, comprehensive reviews and uh and some some cool research from harry on uh those old video games up to recent video games i guess but
4: the, the lonely assassin was that the one that you could download on your phone because i think i downloaded one yeah i never i never got to the end of it i got really frustrated with it <laughs> i kind of got stuck at one point and then i couldn't move any further so um yeah <laughs>
1: What they don't tell you about that game is that you need to have like a notepad and paper while you're playing it. Um, because like there are things that you have to sort of remember, which the game doesn't tell you that you have to remember. I mean, I suppose it's good that it doesn't hold your hand in that way, but uh, yeah, uh, that was a bit frustrating, but it's a good game on the whole, very uh,
2: no, atmospheric. There's also also a very um there's also a slightly steep ending as well if you if you manage to 100% the game there's a very very cool little snippet of uh, Doctor who I shall um I shall leave it at that right at the end but that's only if you you get everything.
0: Ah. Okay. Okay. Can you still get it? Can you still um is it on the App Store or App Stores whatever?
2: Yes, and it's quite often on sale. I see um Maze Theory retweeting uh, sales all the time, so um, yeah, you can you can pick it up, and um, it's yeah, I I, I wholeheartedly recommend it. And it is there's there's parts of it that um, I would recommend playing it in a dark room um, (laughs) at nighttime. Of course, it's that that it is peak peak uh, scariness. (laughs) Just at that point, it's brilliant. Also,
1: it is on consoles, I believe, but it is best played on a mobile phone
0: there you go there you have it once you've listened to this hop over to the app store and there you go that's your evening sorted
5: i Mm. would just say the last doctor who video game i remember yeah i was
4: gonna i was gonna say there was a couple of points when i was playing that game where there was some jump scares in it and she did make me jump um but yeah i never got to the end of it but um yeah well done to anybody that did
0: okay yeah yeah go it again maria give it another give another go a bit yeah, ago. yeah uh sorry jordan what was the um the last games that you played uh
5: the top trump's game that used to be out on oh, i think it dear. was nintendo ds that's how that's how long ago i was playing
0: <laughs> <laughs> no no i remember that yeah no very cool okay oh
5: dear <laughs> oh dear right
0: <laughs> on that note then let's uh let's wrap it up there for um for the june round table uh maria it's been very cool as always to get your thoughts thank you very much
4: yeah, thanks, Gary. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I've uh, been jumping in and out today, so I've prob- I probably missed bits that were brilliant from everyone else. But, um, yeah, thanks very much. It's been brilliant um, getting together again. I always love doing these.
0: No worries, no worries. Thank you very much. Uh, Jordan, thank you very much, buddy. Oh,
5: thank you for having me. Um, I will just say to anybody who goes out now and watches Zygon when being you, it just isn't enough. Please <laughs> do not come and attack me on anything. <laughs> what you know, if it disturbs you, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I, I just don't watch it, or do, but don't you know? Please don't. Don't watch <laughs> it, don't but, attack do. Us for but do. <laughs> but then don't. It. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool, dude. Thank you very much, Harry. Thank you very much as always, buddy. I just Googled
1: what Jordan was talking about and... Ah! Yeah. yeah, tread carefully, listener. Um, yes, thank you it's so much, Gary. Anything on Torchwood. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it's been great, as always. You've all been awesome.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: No worries. Matt, your Wi-Fi held out in the end, dude. Not too bad. Thank you very much
2: not too bad yeah thank you very much for having me i can currently only see you and me um but i assume everyone's still there so yes uh thank you very much for having me and um i'll see you on the next one
0: cool 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 and lastly mr mark thank you as always buddy you, you're very welcome
3: and um yeah uh zygon when being you isn't enough was i think bill bags's attempt to do <laughs> low budget torchwood so make of that what oh, you will
0: yeah Yep. Uh
3: don't have nightmares.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. Don't have nightmares. He signed off with that. Lovely. Okay, I'm gonna run the theme tune. Let's see if we can do the Alonzi in a second. This is gonna be interesting. But thank you very much. That was a June round table. Thank you thank you thank you big blue box listeners for listening to another month and another round table that was uh, all of us going through um our ideas for spin-offs extended media stories we want to see characters we want to see all that stuff it's been fascinating so thank you very much guys for taking the time out of your evening to talk about all that stuff it really has been um very cool because you can only get so much from a tweet or a discord message or whatever it might be so yes thank you very much um, as I said at the beginning, make sure that you are following or subscribing to the podcast in whatever app you listen to your podcast on, or you can just do a search for us on all the directories, a big blue box, you'll find us on there. Uh, give us a like and a follow as we put out the monthly roundtables until the weekly apps are back to rocking and rolling. And even then, we'll still be doing the monthly roundtables. So, yeah, make sure you're subscribing to listen to this lot. Uh, every month. Also check out their articles and reviews over on the website which is BigBlueBoxPodcast.co.uk and we're on the socials too. Give us a like and a follow there so we can chat Doctor Who with you there and we have a very cool free Discord server. There's a link on the website hop in there and chat Doctor Who with lots of other cool Who fans. Alrighty until next month with this lot take care of yourself and remember A A A